God bless you all. What's going on? It's your brother Tim, aka Talent with Two L's, representing Young Nation Live. We are back with another Bible Read Aloud podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. It's a Saturday right now. As I'm, I just bit my tongue. Ah! <laughs> as I'm recording this, I'm gonna fight through it. I'm gonna I'm power through it. Don't you worry. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna fold. Little injury ain't gonna keep me off the field. That hurt a little bit. So, <laughs> Bible Read Aloud podcast, where we read the scriptures and we share light commentary in hopes of edifying and encouraging you, the listener. And we also intend to grow together with you, myself and whoever is my guest included. Today, I don't have a guest. But we all intend to grow together, all right? Because faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So, Bible Read Aloud, today we are continuing in a series that I titled Common Biblical Expressions. I put the biblical when you see it uh, typed out on your on your device. Biblicals in, in quotations. I might have messed that up on the last episode. Biblical is in quotations. Because if you, you could, if you can see me now, I'm doing air quotes, biblical, because they sound like something that might have been from the Bible, some type of church talk, but they are, well, we're going to discuss whether or not the quote, the expression is actually, is actually from the Bible. And we're going to go to the scriptures to see exactly what the Bible has to say about these expressions. So today's title is that ain't Christ-like. That ain't Christ-like. If I were to be proper about it, that is not Christ-like. So, today, like I said, I do not have any guests. It's just me, myself, and I. Um, But that's okay, because we, we came into this world alone, and we're going to leave this world alone. No, I'm just kidding. I started this podcast alone, and so that ain't nothing. Anybody who's been with me since day one, y'all been used to just listening to me. So, um, intro, these are like my initial thoughts. First of all, this is not an actual word-for-word quote from the Bible that ain't Christ-like. No, 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 that's not New Testament chapter 1, verse 30. None of that. You won't find those words in that order anywhere in the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament. First and foremost, um, but what I my initial thoughts about this expression, I say it's any behavior specifically from a Christian that doesn't reflect Jesus or a behavior or an attitude or an action, maybe the words that you speak, any of that that is uncharacteristic of Christ. All right. Another another initial thought. And this is where I think it became the most popular is um, Kanye West, who's now a Christian, born again believer. I believe it that he is. Some people were like, I don't know if this is true. I believe it. Um, the sheep, the shepherd knows his sheep. Um, either way, he had a song on his album, Jesus is King. The song is called Follow God. And there's a line in that song. It says, screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like. And that's what I think because of that, 
that this phrase just took a whole new life, especially with anybody who's a Kanye fan, anybody who's a Christian and who listened to that song. Now we're using that phrase a whole lot more. That ain't Christ-like. Now, Kanye, in the context of Kanye's song, screaming at my dad, and he told me that ain't Christ-like. I don't know. Let's dig into it a little bit further. How is this expression used? Well, that's how Kanye used it. The way I see it being used, um, it's like telling a Christian that they aren't behaving like Christ, like Jesus. I mean, that's like the most simple way I can put it. Uh, Another way is reflecting on something that another Christian or another believer did, something that Christians should not be doing. And when I say reflecting on it, like just thinking about something that somebody did and uh, thinking like, hmm, that ain't Christ-like. Oh, so-and-so did that? That ain't Christ-like. Mind you, I want to put a disclaimer right here. This is not, this, this type of thought and reflection is not a group activity. We're not sitting around talking about people and saying, oh, they did that? That ain't Christ-like. No, no, no. It's just thinking inside your own heart, like, hmm, is that, is that a way we Christians should, be, should, be, should behave? All right? Now, we're not being judgmental because this should instantly trigger a reflection on ourselves. So if we are considering that what someone else is doing, whether or not it's Christ-like, we immediately should be looking at ourselves and checking ourselves to make sure our behavior and everything that we do is Christ-like. So I don't want to make this some petty thing where we're looking at other people like, nah, that ain't Christ-like. What y'all doing? Nope. This should be about us as well. Um, I put down uh, referencing a song. This could be used um, suggesting anyone who's saved or unsaved uh, behaving out of pocket. Um, well, just basically, if someone's behaving out of pocket, um, not not ne- not necessarily. Um, it could be music, it could be movies, TV, where we're just loosely using the term. Uh, that ain't Christ-like. Um, and and what we're saying is somebody's behaving out of pocket. All right, maybe not behaving like themselves, maybe not behaving like uh, something that is, is acceptable to society, maybe something that's not politically correct, but they may or may not be a Christian or a believer. And even the person saying that ain't Christ-like, because the phrase is so popular, that person might not be a Christian either. All right? Um, shoot, that could be a slippery slope to begin with, but either way, this is how I'm seeing the expression being used. Obviously, it's been more popular since the Kanye West song came out. It's a fun phrase to use. It's it's funny. Um, but if we look at the the actual context of of what is really being said and, and what is really meant, then the, then the topic becomes a lot deeper. Hence why I'm doing a Bible study on this common biblical expression. So, Let's go to the scriptures, the moment you all been waiting for. And I, and I tell you guys in the title or in the intro to the show that we read the scriptures and we share light commentary. We started out just literally reading verse by verse different books from the Bible, from the New Testament specifically. Um, but now we use scriptures in our episodes and we share light commentary around the scriptures based on whatever the topic may be. So we're still reading the scriptures. We're still offering light commentary. And if you notice, in all of our Bible studies, we use scripture, specific scripture, 
to to make our points and we offer light commentary around it. So this is the meat of this episode. It won't be a long episode today. I know some of these get very long, uh, especially when me and Gabe get together. We can't go less than an hour. That's that's impossible. Um, anyway, so the Bible. Let's go to John chapter 13, verses 33 through 34. Love your brethren, okay? When we're talking about something that is or is not Christ-like, um, I want you to consider this thought, to love your brethren, as we go to chapter John, verses 13 through 34. Brethren are fellow believers. All right, that's what that means. The brethren are fellow believers. So I'm in the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, and I'm going to John chapter 13, verses... Uh, 13 and 14. So, Jesus speaking to his disciples, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are correct, for so I am. So if I, the Lord and the teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. So, servitude. Uh, sorry, I got ahead of myself. Hold that verse, hold that thought, but I'm going to go to verse 33, 33 and 34. Hold that thought, though. We're going to use that. So verse 33 and 34, remember what I said. Love the brethren. Love each other. All right? Jesus still talking to his disciples. Little children, I am still with you a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I said to the Jews, now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you that you also love one another. Verse 35, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, behavior that is Christ-like. If we're Christians, we should be loving one another. All right? The brethren, we should love one another. That, <clears throat> it's not always easy to do. All right? Especially when we feel like we all it's like you should know better. Like we sh we're supposed to be behaving Christ-like. So when another brethren is not behaving Christ-like, we get really offended. Like I'll just put that out, put that out there. I know people who cut off other Christians all the time. All right, and 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 it is, it is difficult because we're called to a higher standard, but at the end of the day, we're still humans, and we're still a part of this fallen world, and we still fall short. But for some reason. We have this strict, uh, we, we cast a much stricter, more strict judgment on our brethren, our fellow believers, than we do the rest of the world. And uh, people can become very quick to cut, cut another brother off when in actuality we should be loving one another. All right. Uh, Peter and Matthew. Matthew, uh, a Jewish tax collector. It's almost like an oxymoron. The Jews hated the tax collectors. They worked for Rome. The Jews hated Rome. They not only collected the taxes that were already extremely high, but they also pinched more money on top of that from their own Jewish people. So Matthew being a tax collector at one point was hated by all Jews, Peter included. But now Jesus called Matthew to follow him. Now he's a disciple of Jesus Christ, one of the apostles, walking side by side, living, doing this ministry with Peter now Peter's called to love him, all right? He can no longer hate Matthew, the former tax collector. So 
Uh, we got to forgive, keep it moving, but Jesus commands us to love one another. All right? So, being Christ-like means we love the brethren. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Matthew 23, 11 and Galatians 5, 13 and 14. Excuse me. Galatians 5, verses 13 and 14. The thought I want you to keep in mind here, or the behavior, is to serve one another. We already showed you that with the washing of the feet when I was reading accidentally. Well, not accidentally. God knew what he was doing. God knew what he was doing. Um, verses 13 and 14 in John chapter 13, we, we saw briefly how Jesus was talking to his disciples about washing one another's feet. That's uh, service. That's being a servant. That's serving one another. All right, but let's continue that thought by going to Matthew 23, 11, and then we'll go to Galatians 5, 13 and 14. So uh, once again, the NASB, New American Standard Bible, if you're not sure where to find that, download the Holy Bible app, or you can download the Blue Letter Bible app, and those versions are available um, for free. So Matthew 23, 11, but the greatest of you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. So Jesus is the greatest among them, by far, and he was over there washing their feet, serving his, his brothers, his disciples. Um, as Christians, we should be servants. We should be looking for ways to help people, looking for ways to serve people, and uh, being humble about it, never feeling too high and mighty to get, our, to get on our hands and knees to get dirty, and to help others. All right, let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. And it reads, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in, this sta in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So. As believers, following Jesus, obeying his commands, the greatest commandment being love your neighbor as yourself. Um, that is the fulfillment of the law. We are also called to serve one another through love. Love is this word that Jesus gave us. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, love is obeying God. God is love. Um, all this is relevant. As Christians, we are to serve one another through love. We are to love one another as we love ourselves. All right? We are to love God and to love neighbor. All right? Love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. So, being a servant, that is what it means to be Christ-like. Christ was our example, and he has called us to serve one another in love. So, if we are being Christ-like, that means we're serving one another. If somebody was being prideful and doing everything for themselves and expecting other people to cater to that individual, that ain't Christ-like. All right? We are servants. And we do it with love. Uh, the next scripture I want to go to, the fruit of the Spirit or the evidence of a believer. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So, when we, when we believe and put our faith in Jesus Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, when we abide in the Spirit, when we abide in Christ, 
we should be bearing fruit. All right. He is the vine. We are the branches. We should bear fruit. We should grow and develop these characteristics that I'm about to read when we are in Christ. Verse 22 of Galatians chapter 5 reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All right. Against such, against such things, there is no law. So, our behavior as Christians, when we are being Christ-like, we should be walking in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All right? If we are out of character in any of those aspects, we can be like, yo, that ain't Christ-like. All right? The next scripture I want to go to. Last one. Paul the Apostle imitated Jesus Christ. He was always being, for the most part, Christ-like. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Paul the Apostle, he tells and commands the Christians, be imitators of me just as I also am of Christ. So, Jesus, Jesus is our example. We should be intentional about being Christ-like, all right? If we forget what that looks like, we have the Gospels. If we forget where the Gospels are, I don't know, then we can read Paul's letters. We can look at Paul's life from Acts, all right? He's imitating Jesus. We should be imitators of Paul. Really, we should be imitators of Christ, okay? Be Christ-like, just like Paul was. And that is how we are commanded to be. All right. So in conclusion, how do we know when we're not being Christ-like? That's the question that came up when I was uh, putting this study together. How do we know when we're not being Christ-like? Hmm. I say you got to go to the word. You got to understand what the word says. We just covered a few scriptures. Um, I learned recently that there's over a thousand commands in the New Testament. Um. Any one of those, if we're not walking in that in, su in such manner, then we're not being Christ-like. Okay, but it's only through the Word and through the Holy Spirit who will correct us and guide and lead us into all truth. He'll convict us of our wrongs, of our sins. Through that, the Holy Spirit and um, the Scriptures, that's how we'll know when we're not being Christ-like. Um, another way could be another brother in the faith will come and correct us and point out something that we're doing that we overlooked that is not Christ-like. All right, another question. What should we do when we or the brethren aren't being Christ-like? What should we do? Um, the very first thing I say for if it's us, no, 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 excuse me. If we see another brother in the face, brother, brother or sister in the faith, not being Christ-like, number one, Look, first remove the plank from our own eye before we worry about the speck in somebody else's eye. All right. We should look in, we should look in the mirror at ourselves. We should examine ourselves. We should work out our own fear. Excuse me. We should work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay. In other words, take care of our 
shortcomings, our sin, our um, behaviors that aren't Christ-like. Deal with that first. That's what we should do first. Then we can approach another brother who's not being quote-unquote Christ-like and rebuke them with love by pointing them to the scriptures, pointing them to Jesus. Okay? And again, do it prayerfully, prayerfully and with love. Okay? Another point, another question, and this is uh, kind of difficult, but what if worldly people aren't behaving Christ-like? How do we address or confront that? Because <clears throat> worldly people, the things of the Spirit are foolish to the non-believer. So if we go to someone and say, well, Jesus says to do this, or Paul the Apostle says to do this, they'll be like, who's Paul the Apostle? Or I don't believe in Jesus. So, you know... So, this, I put this question up without even really gathering an answer, so maybe I'll leave this open. But how do we address the world and people who are not behaving Christ-like? Um, first of all, I, I think we should still be prayer, prayerful about it and gentle about it. We might not say, hey, Jesus says do this and you're not doing it. Um, definitely look at ourselves in the mirror first. Make sure what, whatever we're correcting and confronting someone about Make sure we're definitely not doing that. Okay, do it with love, do it with grace, do it with prayer. Um, yeah, and I think <laughs> after that, you're on your own. Um, but I think it would be powerful to quote, at least quote what the Bible says. Um, this is my experience. This is why I say that. Sometimes I'll quote the Bible when it's applicable and relevant. Um, for the conversation, and people people will be like, wow. Like, they'll receive it as um, beneficial wisdom and, um, you know, a, a valuable uh, concept or thought. Uh, so I say quote the Bible, quote the actual command or whatever it is that addresses what their behavior is. Because um, they might hear that, and the Word of God is powerful. It does not come back void. So if you share that with them, faith comes from hearing the word of God. So share that scripture. You don't got to be like, the Bible says this, that, and the third. Just quote it. Like, yo, we're supposed to be loved. We're supposed to treat others the way we want to be treated. All right? That hits different knowing that it's from the scriptures. They don't got to know it's from the scriptures, but you know it. Jesus even said, Jesus said that. So it just hits different. All right? When you tell someone, hey, like, I don't like, you know, the the way you was uh, talking about that person um, when they're not present, just talking bad about them. Like, you know, I don't think that was very loving, you know, like you got to treat others the way you want to be treated. And, you know, imagine if so-and-so is going out when you're not around talking about you, talking bad about you. Um, and even if they are doing that, it still doesn't make it OK for you to do that. Um, again, we just got to try to do better. And I'm working on that myself. So I don't know. Just, that's That's just me. Leading with love, trying to be graceful of the matter. But again, what would you do if somebody in the world, a non-believer, is not behaving Christ-like? All right? You're definitely not going to just scream at them and be like, that ain't Christ-like. That ain't Christ-like. Like, I don't care what Christ was like. I don't even know what Christ was like. Hopefully you don't get in a, in a battle, in an argument like that. <laughs> um, either way, man, that's it for the topic for today. Um, that ain't Christ-like. That ain't Christ-like. For us believers, for, for the believers out there, let us imitate Christ. If you're not sure what that looks like, 
go to his word and uh, read up and uh, you'll be all right. Okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for everybody on here listening that has the desire to grow in their walk of faith, a desire to know you better, and a desire to um, to learn more about you, but also to grow as they learn. Um, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth. We thank you for this time together, Lord, um, this technology that allows us to have Bible studies without even being present, without even knowing who's engaged in this community. Um, for one, I am grateful for everybody who's listening. And um, I ask that you bless everybody on here and edify them and encourage them and cause them to grow in their walk of faith. We thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, God bless you. I appreciate you. Do me a favor, share this with somebody um, that it may be a blessing to them as well. This is a blessing to me. And I thank you guys. If you're able to leave a review on whatever platform you're on and uh, let's spread this word and let's keep growing. Let's keep seeking God with all of our hearts. All right, guys, I love you and enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. On the full armor of God, just like a jersey. Anyone alive in Christ should walk worthy. Death to the flesh, like your body buried. Body buried. Put away the things of the world, anything earthly. Put on the full armor of God, just like a jersey. Anyone alive in Christ should walk worthy. I'm down for the commission, I say down with the wicked. I'm sipping that living water, no more brown liquor. Spirit flowing through me, in the womb he knew me. Now I'm born again in the spirit, meet the new me. Fulfill my duties, pay my dues with rubies Now I'm just playing, but I'm definitely a cheerful giver Spirit flowing like rivers I try not to grieve you And try not to be bitter with people that don't believe you Lord, make me apt to teach With patience, my enemies want me deceased They hate this doctrine I preach They say be it far from me His wisdom make the wise of this world look like dummies Our Father who art in heaven is holy Give us the strength to save like goalies when his souls I chose not to impose on his will, I let it be done till my casket closes. Death to the flesh, like your body buried. Body buried Put body away buried. the things of the world, anything earthly. Uh, Put on the full armor of God, just like a jersey. Anyone alive in Christ should walk worthy. Death to the flesh, like your body buried. Body buried Put away the things of the world, anything earthly. Uh, Put on the full armor of God, just like a jersey. Anyone alive in Christ should walk Show worthy. Show me how to walk with you, God. Yeah, show me how to walk with you, God. I'll only walk with you, God. Yeah, you're the only true God. Oh. Left, right, left, right. Left, right, left, right. Yo, there be times when I'm looking at myself, God. Armor rusty, no commitment of self, God. The weed calling, like, get me off of the shelf, dog. Liquor singing, pick me up, help yourself, dog. No word, no prayer by myself, God. Feeling weak, eyes blink, can't see God. Can't he hear me though? I'm checking on my audio. Levels good, can't explain, not audible. Throw a flag, there's an error in the play, B. I can't excuse all the evil that's within me. My hands tied, I'm deserving death for my sin, B. 
but he's perfect i'm set apart i'm with him see christ died on the cross that's the currency i never will afford to cover payment with works from me death to the flesh like your body buried body buried put away the things of the world anything earthly put on the full armor of god just like a jersey anyone alive in christ should walk worthy death to the flesh like your body buried body buried put away the things of the world anything earthly put on the full armor of god just like a jersey anyone alive in christ should walk worthy show me how to walk with you god yeah show me how to walk with you god i only 